This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Galaxy Wars Podcast with Jim and Tom. And today we have a movie review of the Netflix Millie Bobby Brown, Henry Cavill, Sam Chaflin, and uh, Hel- Helena Bonham Carter led vehicle, Anola Holmes. Yeah. Uh, which it's kind of ironic because we're doing a mystery today, and tomorrow you and I are going to a <laughs> a murder mystery dinner, yeah. which should be fun. <laughs> Have you ever gone to one of these? Yeah. Uh, me and Nicole went to a a. Uh, What's it called? A uh, who's the four old ladies that live together? Um, the Golden Girls. The Golden Girls murder mystery. Um, I am so surprised that you forgot Golden yeah, Girls. It's like your favorite. It's your favorite shirt to wear. It is one of my favorites. But uh, yeah, it was a. It was a. It was mostly an eighties themed, um, uh, like sitcom murder sitcom. So like during the whole thing. Like rain, like Columbo would come in, and which I, you know, I love Columbo. Um, who Agatha? Not Ag- yeah, Agatha Christie, or not Agatha oh, Christie? Wow. Who was the one? Uh, Murder she wrote. Murder she wrote. Yeah. Yes. Where do you ever like they did the math, and that would mean like one person died a week, basically, on that island that she <laughs> lives on. Instead of like, yeah, the population would have to be like fifteen million people, but um, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, I actually enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I have no idea what to look forward to. Um, I don't know if it's going to be super interactive or anything, but I'm ready. I'm That's excited. It. And uh, after watching this Enola Holmes movie, I feel like I am the American Sherlock. Yeah. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Let's talk some news because we have some. Uh, some good, some bad, and some what if, I guess we can we can call this. Yeah. And let's start with let's start with the bad, and that is uh John Cena is <laughs> getting a superhero show called Peacemaker from James Gunn and HBO Max. Yeah. What do you think about it? I don't I don't know what to think. Um John Cena, you know, he's not my favorite uh anything ever. Uh I, you know, respect him for what he is. He's put a lot of work in. And, you know, he does it all to make a wishes and all that stuff. So whatever. But as a uh, superhero, I just don't I don't like him as a person. And I don't think I don't know what this this peacemaker is going to be. I mean, it looks campy. It looks like it should belong back in the old Batman, you know, 60s. Yeah. So, yep. They're saying that it's supposed to be the douchey Captain America. Right. And when I think about that, uh, one person comes to mind, yeah. and it's John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the only the only kind of silver lining I'm having out of this is that it's James Gunn written and directed, mm-hmm. and I trust his judgment. I like his his way of directing, especially superhero movies, and it kind of opens up the doors to more of the Suicide Squad characters joining the team. Maybe Peter Capaldi's the thinker. Maybe Sean Gunn Weasel, who we're more than likely going to see. Uh, I'd personally like to see like Savant uh, and the detachable kid show up <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, who knows what we're going to get? Uh, so far, I haven't been disappointed by James Gunn stuff. Suicide Squad's got some stink on it, and that's what bothers me. Is is um, 
But I don't think he's going to, I don't think he'll pander to, to, to the, uh, to Warner Brothers and, and, you know, not make what he wants to make. I think, uh, you know, you don't give him control of that much, you know, percentage of what you have if he hasn't, if you haven't liked what he's done. But then again, it's Warner Brothers, so who knows, you know? Yeah. Could be the craziest yeah, that's thing I've seen. Yeah, that's what's kind of troubling that it is Warner Brothers, but he's popularized so many like tertiary yeah. D-list characters that it kind of fits his wheelhouse that Peacemaker is going to be adapted. Yeah. Not the first person who I thought would spin out of that Suicide Squad uh, lineup. Uh, ideally, I would have liked Bloodsport to have mm-hmm. a uh, a series or I, may, I don't not Blackguard or Javelin, but like I know they can't do Harley Quinn. Maybe uh, I don't know. I I'm I'm thinking about it and I'm saying, well, what about a Jai Courtney led Captain Boomerang series? And then I'm like, no, 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 not a good idea. Yeah. So I, I guess he he's probably the biggest star besides Idris and uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah. If if you're going to have a series led by anybody, um, whether we like him or not, and that's a side point. I mean, the guy carried WWE for ten years. And yep. now he's a legit star in his own right. Um, yeah, those Experian commercials make me want to lower my credit. <laughs> well, he also does, I mean, like, he's been doing movies, and he's a recognizable yeah, he face. And what was that? He did, like, didn't he sit in on uh, one of the, the daytime talk shows or whatever? I'm sure he did, right. with that big old suit that he wears. Yeah. Um. How he doesn't have a men's warehouse sponsorship blows my mind, know. but maybe they don't make his size. Yeah. Well, he slims. He's he did the thing that Rock did when he first came to Hollywood, and he said, "I'm going to slim down so I can get normal people roles." And then the Rock's like, "I'm not a normal human being." <laughs> no. And I, I he's like, I, "I'm looking at Peacemaker, and it doesn't look like John Cena slimmed down much for this." But like, no, it doesn't. But we'll see. Um, HBO Max. Uh, seven day trial if it ever is yeah. uh well there's a lot of my... there's a lot of stuff going to hbo that i might have to go check out like uh you know just to see what's there i told you i told you it's free uh, so i don't know we're we're Maybe. we are xfinity subscribers and if you talk into your remote or no not your remote but if you have like a phone like you do i know you do yeah. download the app and log in with your xfinity uh login and it'll I mean, that's how I watch Lovecraft Country. That's how I watch a bunch of stuff. But let's move on. Okay. Let's move on from John Cena and how to subscribe to HBO Max. They're not paying us. <laughs> and let's go to a movie starring The Rock uh, set in Egypt. And uh, that is uh, – Hulk- well, I was going to say Hawkman. That is uh, Black Adam. Yeah. And they just they just found their Hawkman with um, Aldous Hodge, which three weeks ago possibly they were saying they were looking for a uh, – and Alexander Skarsgård to play Hawkman. <laughs> and it's night and day between the two uh, of yeah. them. Uh, <laughs> and, but this makes a lot more sense because he's going to be Egyptian for at least the first part of who he is. If, I don't know. Yep. Depending on how they do it. Um, he starts out in, as an Egyptian, right? That's how their story starts. Yes. But they rebooted it and later made them therm what are they therma where are they from uh they're um thangarians thangarians so but they didn't start out as thangarians right no i believe they started out in egypt vandal savage had that storyline then they went to the jsa 
And then I guess they were like, oh, wait, Egyptians aren't white. Yeah, after one of the reboots, they made them Thangarians and, like, super police from Thangarians, whatever. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know how they're going to rectify all that. I kind of like the original. They're just unique people that have a special power, like Vandal Savage. Um, so, yeah, this, uh, I, um, this is pretty big news because, like, we talked about... Uh, it seems kind of minuscule, but like we talked about with uh, Kang, it could introduce so many different aspects, and it's uh, yeah, it ties everything together. I mean, this will tie um, the JSA into you know into uh, Black Adam and it and and into um, Shazam eventually. So yeah. And the Justice League, yeah. it uh, it's a connect, it's a connecting piece. Uh, we knew it was coming. We knew Black Adam was going to face off against the JSA. They already have um, Noah Centineo cast as Adam Smasher. They're bringing in Cyclone, and then they said Hawkman and Doctor Fate too. Um, I'm fine with the casting. I like oh, Aldous yeah. Hodge. Uh, I don't know personally. much about him, but from you know just the look of him, and I, I, I yeah, I, I mean that makes a lot more sense than a Skarsgård type. Um, yeah. So maybe Skarsgård can play Doctor Fate. That would make more sense, but I, you know, who knows? I I think it's I think it's a good casting. And recently, I think maybe March or April on Active Geek, we did a fan cast, and I think it was for Batman villains. And I had Aldous Hodge on there because I had just seen him in The Invisible Man. Okay. So he plays Elizabeth Moss's friend, who's a cop, who eventually helps him. Or helps her with the Invisible Man, but he's also been in Hidden Figures, Die Hard with a Vengeance, he okay. was MC Ren on Straight Outta Compton. Um, I don't know if you ever watched that uh, Leverage series. Yeah, I was okay, on I did. He was in that. Yeah, my mom. He played Alec Hardison. That's a, that was a TV show my mom loved. So. Yeah, he was in there. So as far, yeah, as far as the casting, I'm good with it. I think it, like you said, it, it fits the story that they're going to be to- telling. And that gives me a little more hope for this movie because it seems like they're going to pay attention to detail. And uh, I'm excited for it. I think, uh, I think, like you said, it's a it's a big connecting piece. And that's because right. he's he's immortal, essentially. But I'm, I guess not immortal because he just he respawns. He's like a video game character. He dies and he comes back to life. Yeah, that's why I'm, I, I'm curious. This could be like a um, what was that show on Netflix or whatever, where same character but looks different i mean um oh alter carbon yeah it could be something like that we're looking at in the future so i guess we'll see but um yep for now i think it's it's very cool yeah it's it's very cool and it shows that um just because there's movies uh no movies going on right now warner uh warner brothers and disney can get real petty and if somebody casts somebody they're gonna say well we got one to top you and uh, (laughs) i'm fine with it yeah they can keep going uh, let's go to let's go to the what if of our our little news segment, and I know this is never going to happen, but uh, the legend in his own right, Sir Patrick Stewart, comes out and says he wants to have a Star Trek and Star Wars movie. Now, do you think that this came one hundred percent after that Uber Eats commercial with Mark Hamill? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I you know what? It just makes sense because I'm sure Patrick Stewart in some way wants to work with Mark Hamill. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're 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 separated by years or whatever, but um they have a um, they helmed 
you know, no pun intended, but they helmed a series like, you know, Patrick Stewart, I, yeah, they, not the original series, but he, he became a legend in his own right. And, and, and I, I personally, that's my favorite is the next generation. Uh, so I, I, and I think it makes sense. It fits. And there is a way to make it work. Um, and I, after he, he said that I was, you know, uh, you, you know, got the, the what if juices flowing and, you know, I, you know, write the storyline in your head and it's actually not even that hard because they give it to you in the galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. It could just be, a does it, galaxy does far, it far involve away. the holodeck? I don't think so. I think it involves um, uh, John Delancey coming back as Q, and oh yes, your favorite, yeah, just pushing him somewhere. <laughs> but in some way, shape, um, they just get shoved to another galaxy or something. That's how they found the Borg originally. They got, you know, shoved to a different part of this galaxy. But uh, yeah, they can go be pushed into another part of the galaxy. And we already know, like semi-magical characters and uh in star trek it always they science it up or tech it up a little bit but uh yeah i I think in star wars they'll um you could have magical characters and they'll still fit within star trek because star trek will just give it a science aspect but i mean that's the greatest uh crossover of all time i think i mean whoever if somebody can make it happen and here's the thing patrick stewart's getting older so I hope they make it happen ASAP if, you know, if they ever would. Yeah. Do you think that it, it has to start as a Star Trek movie? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Cause, because there, that's a whole space exploration, like, based right. series-based movie. And Star Wars is kind of this universe. As, like, I'm explaining one of the most popular yeah, franchises No, but it, it makes sense that you have to in a way. Like, Star Wars... They're not concerned outside of their galaxy, you know. They yeah. they they're only concerned as far as like their reach is. Like they never went on giant trips of exploration. They never, you know, talked about you know finding because everything they did was out of necessity. Oh, we need a thing, so let's go find this planet that has that thing. And back in 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 you know when the Empire was there. It's we need a thing, so let's go conquer the planet that has that thing, or, or kill everybody there. They, the, the, you know, it's kind of like the Dark Ages. There wasn't a lot of expansion uh, due to religious beliefs, like so. They kind of stay within their own. You know, they have a pretty expansive galaxy, lots of planets, but Star Trek is always about expanding the borders of your what you could do. And that's why I think yeah. it's it's only one tiny st- – and I think that what could happen, TMTM, what could be cool is uh, like in this movie, whatever, or TV series, like a short six, eight, ten episodes, they just switch back from perspectives. Like they don't – the Star Trek is filmed like a Star Trek, whereas the Star Wars would be – would feel like a Star Wars. Like you would have space fantasy slash opera – versus hard sci-fi and i think don't ever let those two mingle you know what i mean like yeah while it's a star Wars scene keep it star wars style and while it's a star trek scene you bring in a little bit of that you know the harder sci-fi and, and film it different and i think uh it would be a, a, a cool way to do it and i think money's there to be made if they did it. oh yeah 
split it right down the middle. I think I, everybody makes a ton of money. Yeah, un- unfortunately, as much as I want this, and as much as you've talked me into a much better story than I was crafting, I would love to see this. I don't think it's going to happen live action. I think the only way we get this is through Robot Chicken. <laughs> yeah. Or like Family Guy or something like I, that, because it, it all comes down to Disney, yeah. and I don't think Disney wants to play with others. Right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the Disney Sony, well, before they bought them, but uh, <laughs> the Disney Sony was, you know, was a crazy thing. Well, I mean, before they, you know, bought a... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got what you're talking about. Fox? Yeah. But now that, you know, they're sharing with Sony, I mean, that's that's something we never thought would happen, and we're glad it is, so maybe down the line there's a there's a possibility i mean or maybe they buy cbs who knows yeah could you imagine they buy viacom yeah because i know cbs all access is becoming uh paramount plus right i can't keep so so maybe they buy paramount and they get rights (laughs) to characters that they didn't know they had lost yeah Uh, it would be cool if this is just a kind of a red herring and he's trying to speak in an existence and it's just saying like hey Mark Hamill, I want you on Picard. Well, I, you know, in a, in the long run or whatever, I would that would be huge for me. I mean, like I would accept that for you know, um, that would be a, a a good deal of fan service until we got something otherwise. But uh, that I mean, how fun would that yeah. be to have Mark Hamill come on as something? I'd like him to be a villain. Yeah, yeah, like a Borg villain or something. <laughs> That would be fantastic, but I don't know. We'll see. We're going to speak in an existence. Maybe it gets the Galaxy Wars bump. Maybe. Uh, a Star Wars slash Star Trek, uh, not fan film, but legitimate film yeah. crossover um, starring yours truly, uh, Jim and Tom. Maybe but, Bat uh, in the Sun will get on that and give us something, that, like a little a little aperitif, a little appetizer, right? and then we can get the and they are, they're later. A- and they're able to get uh, Mark and Patrick <laughs> yeah. onto this. <laughs> That would be fan. They just do it for free. They're like, "What the hell?" Uh, but let's let's jump back into the early times in England uh, for a little movie review and uh, full spoilers to follow uh, for the Netflix original, I guess, because they own it now. Uh, Enola Holmes, starring Millie Bobby Brown, Henry Cavill, Sam Claflin, Helena Bonham Carter, Burn Gorman, who showed up, and I was super excited. Yeah, and so and so many more. So. Let's. Where do you stand on Sherlock Holmes first and foremost? I uh, I am uh, I'm a fool for anything Sherlock. Elementary Sherlock, uh, the new series. Um, there's old BBC Sherlock that I've been watching. Uh, the the movies love them, even though they're they're a little different. I've read all the books. The only ones that there's books that I actually own a few of them. I own. There's some stories. But that were never written by author Conan Doyle about Enola Holmes, and there's a book written about uh, Sherlock's daughter, which uh, wasn't Arthur Conan Doyle, which I don't have that one. But um, yeah, it's a you know I love Sherlock Holmes, I always have, and uh, I I I I also am into finding out about his family, which is kind of what we got here. Yeah. 
I'm a big fan of this, the same things. Uh, the BBC Sherlock is probably my favorite. Yeah. Um, I love Benedict Cumberbatch as um, as Sherlock, and you know, Martin Freeman as Watson is fantastic too. Uh, this, when I when I heard this was coming out, I was doing a YouTube series many many moons ago, and we talked about this, and it was just a Millie Bobby Brown vehicle that she was starring in. We didn't know what was going to happen. And I was like, okay, this is kind of intriguing. I had heard of the the Nancy Springer books that followed a normal right, story. Right. That's what I was uh, of. So, so I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. I like Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. Uh, I hadn't seen Godzilla King of Monsters yet because that wasn't a thing. And then the news started hitting. Like Sam uh, Claflin was going to play Mycroft, and I remember him from The Hunger Games. And then they were like, Henry Cavill is going to play Sherlock. And I was like, all right. Uh, it's kind of the buffest Sherlock you're ever going to get. Well, we'll talk about that later, but yeah. I was here for it. I was absolutely here for it. And then I saw the movie. And um, I have my thoughts on it for sure. All right. It's very very Deadpoolian for a second there, just because it's like breaking the fourth wall. No fourth wall. Yeah, because like every time she's like, I watched it with Chelsea, and every time she would look at the screen, Chelsea was like, What's she? Who's she talking to? And I was like, she's talking to us. <laughs> like she's letting us. She's letting us know that this is a a love story. This is I. My, are you my mother? Like where are you going? But this is also a coming to age story. Um, that honestly, I think I kind of dug. I thought it was a pretty good show. Good movie. Oddly enough, it has what the last movie that we tried to or that we reviewed in Mulan. It's got the same message, but it's better like they yeah um yeah this is the the only thing i i and i like henry cavill i like henry cavill a lot but um he's supposed to be a background character and he he does that well both him and mycroft mycroft has to be a foil um and they play mycroft a little different because in the books he's actually smarter than sherlock and his whole family but yeah. but um yeah it's hard to see Kenry Cavill just sit in the background you know he's he's a he's a, a Victorian bodybuilder basically <laughs> yeah. yeah he really is <laughs> it's so he's the biggest detective in in like impoverished London yeah if this was actually uh Victorian London he'd be a freak show he'd be the biggest person of all London so um that's a little distracting, but otherwise, uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. Um, I wasn't sure. I didn't even because I, I didn't, I've never watched Stranger Things. I kind of fell out of it, and I never got back in. Uh, and I haven't watched Godzilla. Well, except well, I watched Godzilla when it came out, but uh, I didn't even recognize Millie Bobby Brown. Like I watched yeah. it, and I was like, "Who is that?" I was like, "Oh, it is Millie Bobby Brown." Um, so uh, she's perfect for it. Uh, uh, what's what's good about Millie Bobby Brown is um, you're not getting a 30 year old playing a 16 year old and acting like yeah. a 16 year old. You're getting a 16 year old who is a 16 like playing a 16 year old. Um, it I don't know. It just feels like a little bit of a uh, it's it's more like uh, more reality. It's relatable. Yeah, like it's a not for me. I'm 41 years old, but. Yeah, <laughs> it makes more sense, and it feels it feels like she's delivering better as a sixteen. And what what's also good about it is she's actually a really good actress. So 
she you know she delivers well when she's supposed to so yeah and like when you think about a 16 year old getting a classic family tale right so everybody knows the whole the home's last name when you when you think about that it can it could be a little worrisome because you're you're thinking that they're going to tone it down a little bit the story is not going to be um as large as it could be and then the background characters like Henry Cavill and Sam Claflin are going to are going to come in and have so much exposition and they're going to oversell it uh, i don't think that that was the case in this uh, i think that the brothers definitely played their part you know you mycroft was a dick but we we know that we know who mycroft is and sherlock was he was more name than person at this point because they just kept dropping his name and he was the the way to get into the club. Yeah, they they kind and of you saw- they kind of t- say, you know, he's an up and comer in in uh, in London. So um yeah, this is like the beginning of him and Lestra- um Lestroud having yeah, yeah. a I was having a relationship. And like I know I was reading that um I believe Nancy Springer and Sir Arthur Arthur Conan Doyle's uh estate sued the uh the director of this because they toned down Sherlock they made him compassionate they made him gentle they, right. they he's supposed to be like you know he's supposed to be yeah it's what we see he's supposed to be what we see in the BBC show he's, the new one um yeah he's supposed to be cold yeah um with cracks in, in it though like emotional cracks because that's what he he develops more emotion through the whole series and my cross is a complete robot so um which is kind of what we see. They they tweaked it to fit the narrative of this movie a little bit. Um, I don't know. This is a, a movie about their little sister. And it's about... And they give you... They basically tell you it's through her perspective. And you already mm-hmm. see that she has some hero worship for him. So I'm okay with her... Her perspective or her opinion of sherlock being different than the real opinion you know what i mean like yeah absolutely the the way it's delivered is you know she has his newspaper clippings and everything else like yeah it's it's, she of course her she's gonna see him as you know a god or uh you know a hero you know even though we don't we know he's not like that and we that's not how we see it so i just look at it as we're looking at the world through her eyes and that's why everything seems kind of different that's why my cross kind of see comes across as a bigger dick than he usually is is because that's how it would be for a 16 year old yeah and i think that that's the the big thing i know this is getting 92 percent on rotten tomatoes for the critics uh, it's a lot lower on the fans perspective it's a 69 and i don't think people are watching it and getting that that point they're seeing like Oh, this is this is just a, a teen a YA love story, uh, but it's it's so much more than that because you're watching Anola grow up for the first twenty minutes. You're watching her grow up with her mom, and you're seeing like the skills being laid down for the future. So if you blink, you're missing that she's able to decode things. She's she's also a a great detective, like the jujitsu part in it where she like where she's piecing everything together from her childhood. And not many little kids are going to be able to do that, especially in London where, like, she has to dress up as a boy to hide. And, you know, she ha- – like, everybody is looking for her and everybody turns on her. When that old bag turns on her at the uh, at the boarding home, 
I was like, oh, somebody stab her. And then you got uh, Burn Gorman who's running around. Um, when he inter- got introduced into the fold, I was like, all right, add another layer to this, but this is the layer I like. Yeah. Uh, first, to talk about him, he's got so much creepiness about him. Uh, yeah. He's perfect for it, this role. Like, I don't know. And I know he was in, like, uh, Pacific Rim and stuff like that, but I, this is where he belongs, being slightly creepy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's got a look about him that, that pulls that off really well. Um, but, uh, yeah, the only reason I could think that it could go to that is they laid it out like a four-episode miniseries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even in title cards, like giving you, here's my plan and all, the way they laid that out. But um, this at times felt like they chopped and cut a 10-episode uh, series to, 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 to give us a movie. Um, like, you know, 10 half-an-hour episodes, and then they cut it down to four. Because it it's just a full two-hour movie. So that's the only reason I could think, like, maybe some people didn't like it. And, yeah, you're right. They they stray from the, the, the common Sherlock Holmes or the Holmesian narrative. Uh, yeah. So, but I, I think if you look at it, like, yeah, we're not really worried about Holmes. They got a big, you know, an A-list celebrity in, in Henry Cavill for him really not to be a, a part of this story, which I, I kind of respect them for doing that. But, uh, you know, and this isn't a Nola story, and that's why maybe that, that's that some people have a problem with that. Yeah, I think that also, like you said, it, it was very choppy. It felt like a lot going on. There were two, two like, there were two cases going on at once from her perspective, but then, you know, Mycroft's got his agenda, Sherlock's got his agenda, and Enola's just trying to, you know, she's navigating becoming a woman, becoming falling in love, and finding her mother, and just trying to remain safe. Um, I thought at times it did become a little too congested, and, like, it started to really just move away from the original narrative where they're looking for the mom. And it turned more into the the Tewksbury storyline, but I but I feel like that was intentional. I feel like what's happening is that this is set up for a trilogy. This is going to be an right, every right. year Netflix series movie where Helen Bonna Carter is going to be doing her thing as Eudoria Holmes and setting up I don't know the Ladies of Liberty or something, the Ladies Revolt of That's what of I, London. That was kind of a thing that I was going through at. I, the the Helen Helen her finding her mom or her mom finding her or whatever, was kind of rushed. Um, yeah, and super underwhelming. Yeah, um, they they just kind of like, hey mom, how you doing? Um, whereas like that's why I think it, it felt like a, a choppy ten episode story squeezed together. Um, you could have never. She achieved everything without knowing where her mom was and without having her mom in her life. You know, she she accomplished what she accomplished. So we could have, as a cliffhanger, never seen her mom, and I think it would have been a better yeah. story. And then the next, yeah, she like the next movie. She finds a letter at the docks or something. Yeah, yeah. We don't physically need to find her. 
the next movie is about that or you know her finding or her her you know buckling down and going to search for her mom uh, or whatever um i think it was it was kind of very unnecessary to bring her back the way they did and kind of um yeah kind of like i don't know diluted the story a little bit for me for for the whole mom angle yeah because you're you're looking at it as a 16-year-old detective or girl detective a 16-year-old detective goes out on her first case essentially quote unquote uh case and she solves a attempted assassination on a on a nobleman a lord and and finds her terrorist mother uh within 2 days it makes her in in this timeline it makes her the greatest detective to ever live on, like on on beginner's luck, and like had had they truly just said, all right, you know what, you 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 got the you got Lord uh, little boy Tewksbury saved. His uncle was gonna kill him. We know everything's good. And then they passed the the law into you know the par- the parliament passed whatever. Congratulations, that's your win. You roll out on that win, and then you go back to your your boarding home or your flat. And you find a letter with a crushed chrysanthemum in it that says, it's not over, please find me. And then you move into the adventures of Enola Holmes. Yeah, like, it, 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 you know, we say it every time, and it's just the way, it feels like it's, it's the way movie making is going right now. But this was crying for a series afterwards, and, and that could have been the series of, you know, her mother leaving messages when she can, where she can, and it's 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 you know the weekly adventures of Enola Holmes and the things she has to go through to find her mother. And I would have been okay with never ever seeing. And no, no offense to Helena Bonham Carter, but if that was the last time we ever saw her, I would be okay with it. If you, I mean, I think it would. Yeah, like you said, it's just a better story that way. Yeah, you you and me both. I get PTSD flashbacks when I see Helen Bonham Carter <laughs> for for killing Dobby and Sirius Black in Harry Potter. Uh, I almost didn't watch this movie because she was in it, but she is a she's a world class actress. Like she's a, a legit actress uh, who can do anything. So I was like, all right, uh, you've turned yourself into an enemy, but there will be time for redemption for you. Uh, it's been about fifteen years, so. You know, maybe she'll have to come over into the superhero realm, and I'll I'll redeem my she'll redeem herself. Yeah, but there's a spot for her somewhere. Oh yeah, absolutely. She could be like Enchantress, or like she could have been Lady Death. Yeah. So let's let's talk superheroes for a second. Is there a spot for Millie Bobby Brown in either the MCU or the uh, DCEU? I don't know, and I maybe she's she's a big get and she's young so if we're talking in like two years let's say she's 18 um obviously there's a chance of her being betsy braddock i don't think that'd be a huge leap for her and then you know but are you gonna are you gonna give up millie bobby brown to turn her into psylocke i don't know well, would do you think Disney would cast her as Psylocke with Psylocke being primarily Asian? 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, it, you can't have... They whitewash her, it? No, I don't think you can whitewash it. But you, there is... I mean, Betsy Braddock for a little bit was, you know, just an English Yeah, you're woman. right. Um, yeah. But then that's what I'm saying is do you hire Millie Bobby Brown just to only get rid of her? Because you have to get rid of her after, you know, what? You know, um, one movie, two movies, three movies, whatever. Um, I think that's kind of a waste. But uh, I don't know. Like, I... I'm sure there's a great place for her. But, I mean, like, New Mutants has already been taken up. Um, what happens in... I don't know. I have an idea. What? So, so there's a rumor go- There's a rumor going around that the girl who played Amphis Nest from Solo is set to play Songbird in um, Falcon Winter Soldier. Now, if that doesn't happen, I could see MBV going over to Songbird. However, I think she is poised to become Squirrel Girl. Oh, that'd be really good. That'd be really good. I mean, I there is an Empire. The Empire uh, book that I've been reading has a it has a bunch of blocks. It's like a who's who of Marvel characters, and Squirrel Girl is there. I th- I'll have to get the picture. She looks the artist whoever drew it looks like he took a picture of Millie Bobby Brown and just put it into Procreate and yeah. gave it a comic filter. And is that like. On, that's the best role for her. Yeah. How would you do Squirrel, Squirrel Girl? Would you do it like the comic books do it? Like, you just see her, you know, you know, the comic books, like, allude to something, then they show a panel where she's beaten, like, Thanos, and then, you know. Yeah. Um, I I like I'd potentially like to see her. I don't know if that's like the unbeatable Squirrel Girl is like that's she beats Galactus. I know. You know I don't want to see I don't want to see that. I'd like to see her with what um, the plans were about ten years not ten years ago maybe like five years ago with um, Lily from AT and T commercials that she was going to be in New Warriors okay. and she was supposed to play Squirrel Girl. I'd like to see it be like an ensemble or like Great Lakes Avengers where you get like a bunch of weird characters and like they're just trying to chug along in like snowy Detroit. Yeah. Um, And you get Hawkman goes over there, right? He takes over to Great Lakes. Um, Everybody takes over to Great Lakes. But yeah, I was just always wondering because there's a lot of people like clamoring to be Squirrel Girl. And um. I don't know if Millie Bobby Brown is, but I mean, you have like Anna Kendrick wants to do it. Um, yep. That's, you know, that's a big get, but like, I, I wonder how they, I think it's got to be campy. It's got to be, can't take it serious, but then like, you do, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, do you, what's her do you powers? Think she could play, you know what I mean? Like, do you, do you think that she could play um, a young, up and coming Batgirl? Yeah, um, I don't know. But she played Barbara Gordon. Start as Barbara Gordon yeah. and then go right into yeah. I mean, she could go Stephanie Brown and go into like Orphan, right? Uh, and go into those characters. There's there's a lot. There's the only problem. The only thing. Don't when you say Bat, it scares me because we don't know anything that's happening. You know. Yeah. Is this going to be a thing that happens in? 10 years or is this going to be a thing that happens in the next like two or three movies but um we don't know 
what's happening day to day. So it's hard to like really, you know, find the pulse of, of Warner yeah. Brothers. I, I think that there is there's definitely a spot for her somewhere. No, yeah. And I think she's a hot she's definitely a hot enough name for someone to give her like Buku dollars to, to sign on. Yeah. A lot of people thought she was gonna play Pip in Eternals. That's because like she, because all the Marvel stuff shoots in Atlanta, and that's where Stranger Things shoots. And everybody was like, "Oh, Millie Bobby Brown's on set of Avengers, or she's on set of Eternals. Uh, is she playing so and so?" And I don't think that's the case. I think she's just visiting a how movie about, set because um, she's Millie Bobby Brown. You know how all aliens have British accents, right? Yes, of course. How about like she plays. Uh, Maybe Iliandra or something, or, or, or from the Shi'ar Empire. Okay, the queen. Um, because at the time she was young, or they could always say that she's age ageless. Yeah, and she just presents as a a younger girl, or she plays an older Hope Solo or Hope uh, Summers. Uh, I mean, if she plays the Hope Solo solo movie, uh, I'm here. Like, no, no. nothing but goalies I only, all the only time. You said solo earlier, but uh, uh, <laughs> Hope Summer, maybe. Hope's, in uh, yeah, in in one of the cable movies. I don't know. I, yeah, there's there's definitely something there for. Yeah. It. Yeah, and, and I, like this, and I I just don't want her to be wasted on one movie. You know, I I think she's she's young enough and she's good enough. Whereas, um, you want to get her wrapped up in the fold for a couple of years you know what i mean like get it you know, yeah there's something for, out there brewing and and you want you want to tie as many people up as you can yeah and for a while i only thought she could say like egos and like mike <laughs> and stuff like that like all she was very limited dialogue in stranger things so i was like oh this is you know is she going to be the next it girl is she going to be the next big thing and even in Godzilla, King of, uh, King of the Monsters, she didn't have a lot of dialogue. It was a lot of, like, what a 14-year-old girl would say to an adult if they were being sassy. This movie really it really showed the legs that she had. She was funny. She was dramatic. She was serious. She was full of action. She even did jujitsu for a little bit. I, I, th- I really I, – I have – you know, I'm not a – talent agent by any means but i think as long as she as she keeps her head on uh her shoulder straight she's gonna be destined for big things right and I mean, she already has been i mean stranger things is you know uh elevated all those guys to to a level that nobody them included knew that could happen so um yeah i i'm not sure how much bigger she can get. I mean, obviously she becomes a list. That's how big she gets. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they tie her up. I'm hoping they, they, you know, they get the people there that know where she fit. I'm, um, you know, I'm, I always lean to Marvel for these castings because they have a very stable foundation. And, but you know, DC is, it, it could be on its way to something great too. And, uh, you know, hopefully competition. Yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as long as it's good, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be great. I want it to be good and sustaining and everlasting. Uh, I want movies to continue and to spawn things. So let me go into some questions uh, before we give our final rev- uh, rating. Will this lead to sequels? It's poised to, but do you think that that actually happens? 
Yeah, I think it has a chance. I agree. Um, I think it's like you know we've already given what we think should have happened, um, but in a way, we were just, we wrapped everything up. So we you know we bitch when they have enough goal to say we're going to get a sequel when it really doesn't deserve it, and then we now we're bitching that you know it, it the movie wraps up and and. And snips all the whole, you know, the plot lines and, and gives us, a, you know, a nice tidy bow. So, like, you know, they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. But this, yeah, uh, um, if you act fast, I think this has like a trilogy, you know, definitely in it before she gets older and, and kind of ages out of this discovery period of a, of a teenager. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, it, it, it's I think it definitely could. Equal to yeah, and it's 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 set in a world where your biggest stars outside of your lead don't have to be in it. Right. Like you don't you don't need Henry, you don't need Sam, you don't even need Helen Bottom Carter to be in there. You need uh, Adele Oktar who plays Lestrade. You mm-hmm. need someone like Burn Gorman to show up. That's what you need. Or you need the, pa- the lady uh, Hart- that teaches jujitsu. Uh, you know, these are all. Yeah. It was good to have those three there, or it was good to have Henry Cavill and 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 Helen Bottom Carter to establish the universe. Now that we know, it's very smart. Like you're right, it's a very smart thing for them to do. Now that we know what the, where the universe is and how, you know who the characters are, yeah, you actually never had to give them another paycheck. You could just yeah go on forever and, without them. And there's a ton of like side mysteries that she could go into even still looking for her mom right like there's so much stuff that she could do and if you just keep letting it go and you keep letting her stretch her wings she's going to grow as an actress and the ser- the even if this turns into like a mini series you know bbc episodes like four episodes for two hours you're good to go yeah i don't know i was uh i was thoroughly pre- pleased by this and i did find out that um she actually produced this with one of, with her company, which is pretty cool for yeah for a sixteen year old to say like I want a piece of this pie. Um, that's pretty awesome. So the people who are are working with her, you know, her parents or whatever, are, are absolutely crushing it. Yeah. Uh, my final my final question regards the million Bobby Brown. We've kind of talked about it, but we need to solidify a yes or no. Is she a leading lady? Um. Convince a convincing lady leading lady. I. No, I'm going to say no, not yet. Um, okay. Only because she didn't carry Godzilla. You know what I mean? Yeah. That movie needed somebody. But they didn't write it. They didn't write it for her to carry. And this is, yeah. I mean, yeah, she, she's she an amazing like actress. Half, she was in it like for five minutes. Right. She's an amazing actress. She's 16. She carried this movie. Um, But this isn't like this isn't her breakout role. This isn't going to, this isn't, uh, the room for, for, uh, Brie Larson. It's, it, it's, yeah. it's a good movie. It was a fun movie, but it's not like, um, it doesn't elevate her, but like she's 16, something is going to happen where it eventually happens and she becomes an A-list leading lady. So I don't, I don't think yeah. it's too crazy to predict that. I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, make any money off of that prediction. Yeah. No, but she she can lead a Netflix series and a Netflix um, right movie. So she's definitely a leading lady when it comes to streaming. 
It's just where where do we go next? Like she's definitely not going to be the lead and top build on Godzilla and Kong. That's not going to happen because there's so many bigger A-listers mm-hmm. that are uh, in front of her. But she's got a movie coming out called The Girls The Girls I've Been where she's a con artist and she's got to use her like powers of persuasion uh, persuasion to like get her her and her friends out of sticky situations and that's based off of a book by Tess Sharp and then she has another thing called like The Truth About Jellyfish um which comes out that's that was announced that hasn't been you know it's not working on obviously because of covid but um let's see what that's about she plays Susie Swanson which kind of reminds me of Joe's daughter from Family Guy but it's uh it's also based on a book and by uh Ali Ben or Ali Benjamin and it says after Susie's former best friend is lost from a drowning accident Susie knows something isn't right Franny was the best swimmer Susie ever knew she embarks on this incredible journey and learns about life death and love so she's got a thriller and she's got a love story drama and then an action movie so it kind of feels like what other actresses should have taken this idea and said, all right, let me not take every role that's offered to me. Let me find genres that I like and see which one's going to be the one that I want to fall into the majority of. Yeah, but, I mean, it's easier said than done when your first big thing that you've done is is a, a international success that, you know, in Stranger Things, that has people on the edge of your seat. I mean, you can't predict the. You can't. Nobody pre- would have ever predicted the success of Stranger Things. So, no, not at all. When you have something like that, then you can go, yeah, I could be selective. And she's also sixteen. Like, there's literally things she's not allowed to do. So, I think that, um, you know, are you sure about that? I would think so. I know you're a parent, but look at like. Look at um, Finn Whit- uh, Finn uh, Wolfhard from Stranger Things. Yeah. He went on and did it, true, um, and did some foul mouth stuff in that. He went on and did uh, the Turning. So, I think, I think it honestly, and I don't have kids, but I think it honestly depends on the the parent. Yeah, it because like you get these like crazy parents, and somebody I don't know this story, but someone that kind of r- rings true to this is Chloe Grace Moretz. Remember when she was in everything? Yeah. Yeah. And then like and then she stopped getting roles and she's like I really need to take a break from Hollywood. Now she's coming back with like this artsy movie that, you know, Redbox bought and Vertical Entertainment bought. But like I don't want that to happen to to Millie or any other actresses because you get to a point where you forget about them and then there's that next young actress that comes up and steals the potential of what these actresses could have been. And you kind of look at someone like Daphne Keene, right? Same trajectory, um, but Millie Bobby Brown went to the top where Daphne Keene's, like, I don't know. I know she did Logan and she did uh, her, his Dark Materials. That's it. So it's it's just, it's just uh, I don't know. It's a tricky game with kid stars. Right. But I think it's, it's the right parented. You're right. It's the, you know, all the horrible things that you hear about stars back in the day. It was like because their parents were robbing them blind, and um, I think it's a little harder for people to do that now because you just put out an Instagram post saying my parents are taking all my money, and then you know yeah. you're judged for that. So um, yeah, I think it's just harder for 
that that psycho parent to control your life and and so kind of forced to you know the good ones are forced to make the right decision so i think that's yeah a good thing because i uh, we do see a lot less um you know bad child stars you know that 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 trope of uh, yeah that jake uh, lloyd yeah oh oh yeah sorry jake all right final thing uh anola holmes related what do you give it i'm gonna give it a four like I said, the the only thing I kept I, I enjoyed watching it. I, I really do like anything Sherlock Holmes, um, and I I do like that the Holmeses are a it's not just Sherlock. It's a, and and the BBC eventually reached it. I mean, almost kind of a a more adult version, but they kind of did the same thing with his younger sister being like the most dangerous person in the whole country. But there's just something genetically about the homes that make them different than everyone else around them. So um, I really liked it. But the mother story and the fact that it at times felt I was I was binging and you know something episodic kind of lowers the score from perfect. But I think it was still really good and really watchable and fun. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I went with a four as well. Uh, I think it was shot well. I think the dialogue was good. Uh, I liked the tone. Uh, again, cinematography was fantastic. It made London, uh, even like rainy, dirty London, yeah. made it look really cool. And I liked that. It felt like a period piece. Uh, and I think the acting w- was really good. But it still has room for improvement. And all the things that you said, I will echo that. But uh, that's it, man. Uh, th- I have something I want to talk about. I'm going to save it for next week. But I'll give you a little hint. It involves Keanu Reeves and Moon Knight. Mm. I think I know. Because because that's the latest rumor. But we'll talk about that next week. That could be an entire episode. But um, you can follow us on social media, the Galaxy Wars podcast, wherever you are on social media. You can follow Active Geek every Wednesday. You can subscribe on everywhere podcasts are available. We'll be back next week with uh, maybe we'll talk Tenet. Eventually we'll get to Tenet at some point. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to it. But next week we'll be back. Um, here's $20. Buy yourself something nice.